understand you. I'm not moving to Austin. We're not moving to Austin, Susan. Texas. Hey! We're recording the podcast! Shut up! Good morning to you, wherever you are, because it is Morning to Burr for January 15th, 2024. My name is Bernie Burns. With me, sitting right over there, somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Ashley Burns, how you doing? Snow day, more like snow yay, am I right? <laughs> yeah, we have a snow day today. Our uh, kids' uh, preschool called and said, we're closed for the day. And it's like, scramble, scramble, scramble. You, you know, know, trying to get stuff done. I remember Although when I didn't I was, have to drive them to school in the snow, which was great. Yeah, when I was a kid, I remember looking forward to snow days so much and being like, yeah, snow day is the best, no school. And now I'm like, oh my God, what did my mom do? Because yeah. she had to, you know, work she and, had to go to work. And yeah. like, what did she do? The school goes, ah, we're closed. How many parents are like, uh, what do I do now? What do you mean, what did your mom do? It was the 80s. I know what every parent did. They, they went, said, Bye. I'm going to work, don't die. She just like <laughs> scattered a bunch of Cheerios on the floor. What do you, you know, we're known as Generation X, but if you believe in generations, uh, but originally we were called the latchkey kids. I'll be honest, I have no clue what a latchkey is. It's a key for the latch. latch. What, are we, what were we, like Victorian orphans? <laughs> kind of. The, we had the yeah, latch. I mean, look, we, we, weren't, we weren't shooing up chimneys um, to dust them or anything, but yeah. Speak I'm, for yourself. <laughs> I was, I, <laughs> we were working class in my family. I don't know what you were doing. We, uh, I had to, uh, from the time I was eight years old, I had to uh, lock up the house in the morning, get myself on the bus and go to school because- my parents were high school teachers, and my brother went to high school with them, and so they went early, early in the morning, 6 a.m. Crazy that they make high school students go at 6 a.m. to high school in America. It was wild. I think, yeah, I think class started at like 7. And uh, anyway, so I had to get myself, and I had, there was an alarm, and it, was, uh, it wasn't a keypad one. It had a key for the alarm, and I had to set the alarm on the house, and I, every day on the bus as an 8-year-old, I was like, I did it wrong, I did it wrong, I did it wrong. Incredible amount of stress to have on an eight-year-old. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think when JD and Teddy were eight, I don't think they had anywhere near those uh, responses. Could they make a sandwich by eight? No, I would make myself eggs in the morning, and I would think, did I turn off the stove? Did I? Turn? And this is something that an eight-year-old you made yourself think about. eggs. I was like, give me those Fruit Loops. Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, I could make scrambled eggs. I remember making scrambled eggs in New York. Yeah, before I moved to Texas, and that was that was really really young. I'm just, I'm just picturing you now, like in a diaper, just at a stool at the stove, just stirring your eggs. You couldn't walk yet, but you could make. Oh eggs. yeah, no, I did it for the whole family. I would take my spatula and hit a bell, ding, order up, let's go. I had a little spinning thing with all the little orders on it. I could pull it down. It was, yeah. Childhood was different then, wasn't it? Yeah. I also did. You ever? You had pets, right? Yes. I had a dog. I have never in my life, ever, ever in my life, owned a dog that didn't, the moment you opened the door and saw daylight, it didn't try to run and escape. No. Ever. Uh, I have not had a lot of dogs, I'll say that. My my mom has had a lot of dogs, but most of them have been um, in a sort of post-meat era. Post-meat? Post-meat. <laughs> I thought she was raising old vegan dogs <laughs> or something. Read a crazy stat this weekend. Go ahead. Let me have ballpark it for me real okay. quick. All right. How many chickens would you say in, in entire chickens? Doesn't have to be every bit of them, but like by weight. How many chickens do you think you eat in a year? Oh, a couple. I, I, 10. 
You'd estimate 10? I read a stat this weekend that in the United States alone, approximately 8 billion chickens are eaten every single year. That no, mm, that cannot make any sense. There's 8 billion people in the world, right? Yeah, but that's like... a person eats more than one chicken. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but that seems that still seems like an exceptionally high number of chickens. Does that include? So the there's let's call it 350 million people in the U.S. That's everybody. That's old people. That's babies. That's everything. That averages to about 22 and a half chickens per person per year. Yeah, I don't know. That seems high. See, 22 and a half chickens seems like a lot, but if you think about in a month, then that's about two chickens a month. That's actually not high. I can see it. I can see it. That's not that high. It's so wild, though. Hey, uh, at the top of the show here, I want to make an apology. Um, last Friday, I read the wrong date. I read January 22nd. <laughs> not the open. I say red. I You're just get, said it. Getting ahead of yourself? Yeah, I, I said at the top of the show. But luckily, in our modern era, we have very advanced AI technology tools, and I was able to go back and recreate my own voice seamlessly <laughs> in the intro and replace it. So It, it sounded just like You it. might not have even just noticed like that it sounded a little bit different. <laughs> Friday's show, the date was a little bit different. Yeah, AI is uh, really coming along. Well, that's why, that's why Apple's relocating all of their um, AI Siri people, right? Is uh, <laughs> So they can uh, do better with uh, replicating your voice. So Apple's closing their Siri division in San Diego, what they call their, quote, Siri improvement division, as opposed to the creepy department that listens to everyone's Siri messages, what that is. Yeah. And that's that, the article that, I read that, about. That it. is what that department does, is they listen to Siri prompts and figure out if what Siri answered was the right thing, basically, like if she was answering the correct question. I used to do a vlog. In my last vlog, I showed off some of the technology we had in our house in Austin, which we have almost none of that technology in our house here because we had Alexas uh, all over our house. And then I would go, one day I went in and I listened to uh, what Alexa hears in our house. You could hear like your history, you go to your history and you can actually play the sound sample in the Alexa app of what Alexa heard. We were shocked by how much of our house could be heard through the Alexa. I think we unplugged them all that day. Yeah, we did. Cause you could hear uh, like Alexa would trigger from another room as yeah. we were having a conversation or something. And so we just, yeah, we, we switched them off. Well, I'll find uh, either there's either instructions for how to do it in the Amazon app, or there's like an Amazon uh, web page you can go to if you want to hear your Alexa's um, creepy history and see how you feel about that. Yeah. It just shows your, your, we'll put it in the link dump your history of commands, but then it's got a little play button there so you can play what the actual voice prompt was. Yeah, it's not just a transcription. It is a recording of everything that you've said to it. Which shouldn't be surprising, but yet it somehow was to hear it. And that was kind of a, a moment of realization for us and we unplugged everything. Well, it's one of those things between like the theory of something that's like you know something happens and like seeing it happen. But this Apple closing, the rumor was that they, over the weekend, was that Apple was closing their Siri improvement division in... San Diego. And Apple has been somehow been able to avoid most of the tech layoffs that are hitting everywhere. Citibank announced that they're laying off 20,000 people. I know Citibank isn't exactly a tech company, unless they're fintech, but 20,000 people. Incredible amount of people. It's a lot of people. Uh, but this this was headline-worthy news for Apple, and it was an estimated 120 to 130 people in one of Apple's divisions in San Diego. And they're not even laying them off. They're closing the division and offering to relocate everyone to 
Austin. Austin. <laughs> and and apparently nobody wants to move to Austin. Go figure. Well, I don't know that nobody wants to move to Austin. Nobody wants to move to Texas. Nobody wants to move, I don't think, if they don't have to. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine being like, hey, you're in San Diego. How would you like to move to Texas? I read in the rumors, too. I can see why people wouldn't want to. What would you, what would you want uh, in order to move? Like, what would they be the stipend to get you to move from San Diego to, to Austin? I mean, I'd want to, let's see, I'd want to raise. Uh, I'd want probably a, what's a standard relocation fee? 5000 domestically? That, they were offering seven. So there you go. Yeah. That's what I was curious about because I never had to relocate for work. So I was curious, like, what's an appropriate amount to relocate these days? It also especially. depends if you're relocating domestically or internationally. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when you moved from, uh, you left IGN and we're moving to Austin. I mean, nobody relocated you. In fact, you had to pay back your relocation fee. I did. So uh, I went, so um, IGN um, helped me relocate from Sydney back to San Francisco um, for a position there. Uh, And then, um, you know, but that comes with caveats, of course. Um, And I I left IGN um, because some um, tall, dark and handsome gentleman swept me off my feet in Austin and I moved there. Uh, but I, I moved there within sort of like the caveat period. So actually I had to repay IGN some of that uh, relocation stipend. Yeah. Which just, you know, it just makes sense. You know, it was part of like an agreement. And then you were like, well, I'm leaving sooner than I said it would. So yeah. you had to pay some of it back. It's you, by My- the way. You're you're tall, dark, and handsome. I'm not as dark as I used to be. <laughs> dark means hair color, right? That's got some creeping in the edges here. Yeah. But shout out to IGN, by the way. They're going to outlive everybody, I think. You know what? I really enjoyed my time there. I enjoyed working at IGN a lot. So much respect for all the people um, that, that I worked with. It was really, it was a great environment. But this, uh, this division of Apple is interesting to me because it's quietly one of these things that takes place where humans, of course, it makes sense. They listen to your accidental Siri recordings or the ones you intended and make sure that the right prompt came through. And it's a way they can quality assure that. It's one of the things you check when you first start to use a certain feature in any tech product. Like, do you want to help improve the service? And it's like, yeah, well, we're going to share this data with you. But it's weird when you think about it, like someone listening to your misrecordings. How many times have you accidentally activated Siri <laughs> and you've been talking and all of a sudden Siri says, I don't understand what you mean by, hey, you fucker, why did you cut me off, you dumb prick? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Or be like, no, God damn it, shut up. And it's one thing to Stop have listening. Siri read it back to you and she reads it in her monotone voice, but the person listening to it is actually listening to you in your private moment going, God damn it, blah, 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 blah whatever the hell you're doing. There was actually a, a, a thing that came up for Tesla back in April, I think it was. It was, uh, it was Reuters did an investigation with Tesla workers and some Tesla workers anonymously told Reuters that they were internally sharing video captures from the cameras within the cars, like the ones on the side. And it's one of those things, if you work in a company, you th- this isn't shocking, right, Ash, that people would share this stuff. Like, oh, here's a video of a guy picking his nose in his garage. Yeah, or, it's, it doesn't make it good, but it's not surprising it's if not, that makes sense. It, it isn't surprising, but then it kind of horrifies you when you realize, oh, I've got these microphones and these cameras around me everywhere. And it's one of those things, we live in kind of an anonymous world where – um, you know, nobody knows anybody else, but if then something gets leaked out or somebody thinks something's funny or meme worthy, or you get a disgruntled employee and they put something out there, then suddenly it's like, oh, here's me in my garage. There was a one story in particular of a guy in his garage naked, just going up to his camera. I can see a situation where someone would go, I'll just run out to my garage. I'm naked. You know, I need to run out for yeah, some it's reason. Like, it's like, I need to grab the, you know, I, the, I don't know. What's a, what's a tool. I need to grab the wrench. Flashlight. Oh, what? <laughs> 
Um, you know, but you're just like, oh, you just run out and grab it really quick. And, and you know, it's your garage. The door, garage door is closed. It's not like the neighbors are going to see Right. You. Why wouldn't you? Expectation of privacy. You know, and then it's also... Um, they shared around crashes, road rage incidents. We'll put the article in the link down. It's but an it old is one. one of those. It's, yeah. yeah uh, but it is one of those things that's, um, you know, it's concerning. It, and it's not just them and it's not just Apple. It's and every it's also, company. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it was like, and this isn't something that's going away. So I don't know. Put your underwear on before you use your garage. It's like the, or before you go to the bathroom or before, or before you talk to Siri. I can remember when we, we got to a point in technology when I realized I was sitting in a conference room in probably the late 90s in a telecom company. And I realized there are more cameras than people in this room. And it used to be the case where you would go into a room and there was no cameras. Like you could go lots of places and there were no cameras everywhere. Wherever I go, I'm automatically outnumbered by cameras because I have – Four on my phone that I carry with me. Three, four different lenses that I have on my cam- on yeah. my iPhone. I would count front camera, back camera. Uh, right now, there are three cameras with me. Yes, I've got my phone, so that's two. I've got my laptop, that's another one. Staring you in the face. I got an iPad sitting right here. Yeah, it's crazy. And then look up in that corner. Ash, I got that one up there in the smoke. <laughs> no, hey, wait kidding. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something that's getting to be a bigger and bigger deal, and I think. One of the things that concerns me, too, is this ongoing idea when you see video posted online of private moments. There was actually a woman who uh, recently, tough subject for a Monday, uh, she killed herself because she was arrested by police for supposedly masturbating on a secluded part of the beach and she didn't know anyone could see her. But the cops called her, uh, were called, excuse me, were called on her. Uh, They arrested her, and then the video, the body cam footage, because that's public domain, the body cam footage went viral, and it basically ruined her life. It wasn't footage of her masturbating. It was footage footage of of her being arrested and her trying to explain it and saying she didn't realize anyone was around. I don't really know the details. It was just kind of a sad story, but I, I think a common one these days where somebody does something that, yes, is in public, but in public where 20 people might see it is far different than recorded and posted and broadcast globally for every person in on the, the planet to see if they want to, to and that's, comment on and archive and bring up and respond to. It's just, it's a different thing. Something that will follow you forever. Anytime you try to get a job and your employer Googles you, your name comes up and that comes up with it. You know, it's, it's, and they get to watch the video of you crying while being arrested and all that stuff. And people will often say when these when these videos are posted or like even somebody doing something like, I don't know, like the Tesla thing, like, you know, running out to their mailbox naked or something like that or picking their nose or whatever. And people will say, it's fine, it's in public. But in public means something, I think, different than broadcast on the global internet. I would agree with you. Yeah. There's a, there's a difference in, in the sheer scale there. So these Apple workers, they have a choice to make. They can either go to Austin from San Diego or the division will be shut down, apparently. There, there's, this is an, a rumor that is now being substantiated by Apple. But I do think it's kind of interesting that with all the tech layoffs going on, that Apple has a headline that's 120 people being laid off, essentially, or at risk of being laid off. Yeah, it's, it sounds like they have the choice. They can either choose to make the move or they can choose to be laid off. Yeah. You know, and that's that, it, you know, that doesn't sound like, you know, they're in all that difficult a place then because you do have a choice. You have con- some control over that. It's not a company saying you're moving in that set. Um, and they're also I think they have until like April. So 
their Apple employees, they're going to be able to find something else in San Diego if they want it. Uh, yeah, I just, what do you think? I think in the whole like work from home revolution, it's already tough getting people back in. There was a, uh, the WebMD parent company put out a video. Did you see that with the executives? I didn't see it, but I heard about it. And I, heard I it was watched very, the video. I heard it was very weird. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't as weird as they made it out to be in the articles, but it was kind of odd. It was just telling people, you're coming back to the office. Here's what's going to happen. You're coming back. And it was a bunch of executives. And somebody pointed out that the executives are all very clearly on green screen, which makes it have the appearance that they're not in the office right. themselves okay. while telling people to come back into the office. And it's just weird. It's like the weirdness of it to me is like corporate execs trying to seem like they're cool and like we're all in this together kind of thing. And we're all moving the same direction and we're going to dominate and you know rule the world and all this. And it just doesn't land, you know, at some as point, those things very rarely do I feel land. like at some point as an executive, you don't have to be cool anymore. I agree Maybe with that's that. just me. Well, uh, uh, this is a little bit of a palate cleanser here before I get into the what I thought was a pretty nice, lighthearted thing that was done this weekend at an award show. Uh, I read an article about uh, the main fishing huts, historic fishing huts that were swept away by a 15 foot high tide. That's so, a scary thing. No, uh, that that. I, I'm going to have so many questions. I don't understand a lot about, I guess, I don't know how a tide can be higher than normal. Um, I it mean, was a it w- storm surge in addition to being just uh, a higher point in the tide for the cycle. I guess the moon was a little bit closer at that point in time. I see. I'm still, I'm, I still don't understand why some of the oceans are higher than others. It I'm has, like, wouldn't the water go flat? It's like everything else, you know? snow days and everything, you know, and winter weather that's, you know, setting records all over the place record-setting heat in the summer, and now look at this, a record-setting high tide. I just think we're going to be reading more and more of this. I suspect so. Anyway, uh, this weekend I read a really cool thing. Um, There was the Critics' Choice Awards, and I guess Chelsea Handler was the host of the awards, and they gave away some of the awards during commercial breaks. Uh, And one of the awards that was given was to uh, Barbie for winning Best Comedy. And the award, I guess, was given away during the commercial break, but Chelsea Handler, when they came back from the break, said, uh, I want them to make an acceptance speech and stop the show and brought them up on stage so that Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig could make an acceptance speech for Best Comedy. It's boss move, Chelsea. I think that's pretty cool, man. I think that's pretty <laughs> cool that she got him up there and did it. Because, yeah, it's like who wants to accept an award for having one of the best movies of the year during a commercial break? I mean, yeah. it's an award show, right? Yeah, it's award shows are in a weird place right now in general. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of a story from a long time ago. Do you remember? Do you remember the time that uh, Ving Rhames won a Golden Globe and then gave it away immediately to Jack Lemmon? No. Yeah, he brought him up on stage. He won an award. I want to say for the Don King uh, bio series, and then brought Jack Lemmon up on stage, handed him an award that he was currently accepting, and said, "Here, I'm going to give this to you," and then applauded Jack Lemmon while he accepted the award. Oh, okay. As an audience, you'd be like, ah, uh, okay, okay. Well, we're okay. We're clapping for someone new. Great. <laughs> we'll just clap for whoever's holding the trophy. All right. Well, that does it for us today, January 15th, 2024. Hope you have a great Monday. Hope, hope keep you, warm. Yeah. Make an acceptance speech. Get a trophy. We'll be here to talk to you tomorrow. We hope you'll be here as well. Bye, bye everybody. everybody.